welcome to the Financial Planning for Canadian Business Owners podcast. You will hear about industry insights with award-winning financial planner and entrepreneur, Jason Pereira. Through the interviews with different experts with their stories and advice, you will learn how you can navigate the challenges of being an entrepreneur, plan for success, and make the most of your business and life. And now, your host, Jason Pereira. Hello and welcome. Today on the show, I have Matt Lister, CEO of Cloud Advisors. Cloud Advisors is a company in the group benefits space. And one of the unique things that they've done is they built a benchmarking system that helps inform business owners as to basically how their plans stack up against competitors in the same space and helps advise around best practices and design. And with that, here's my interview with Matt. Matt, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me, Jason. Great to be here. Good. So Matt, tell us a little bit about what it is you do. Yeah, so Cloud Advisors is Canada's employee benefits marketplace. And as you talked about, our benchmarking service has been our uh, sort of hallmark feature from, uh, from day one. So we essentially show employers uh, how their benefit plans stack up. So we know that the number one reason why employers have benefits in the first place is to be competitive. And what we've done is democratized access to benchmarking data. So we show them how their current programs stack up by industry region group size as well as how they can improve their program. And we make that service available through our advisor partners to all employers right across the country. Excellent. So let's uh, let's dive into that. So, I mean, benefits programs, right? These are a key consideration of compensation for most employers out there, for a majority, I would say. And everybody, one of the checkboxes that everybody looks for when they're hi- getting hired is, hey, do I have a benefits program? And that can be both retirement and insurance we're talking about here, not just one, right? That's right. So beyond the, what am I going to pay you as a salary? It's the, what other things am I going to give you? And basically, and these are the two big ones. So basically, typically, you know, what I've seen in the past, having done some of this work myself, is when you go and have this conversation the first time, or even have with someone existing one, the question always comes up of, okay, but like, am I doing the right thing, right? Uh, You know, how does this look compared to what you've seen, right? And of course, every advisor's got their own limited pool of experience regarding different sectors, different types of companies. And I'm sure there's advisors out there who apply the same formula to every benefits program, but that doesn't make sense, right? So talk to me about what are the big determinants around basically how benefit programs get structured in terms of you know different industries or different careers, different uh, development stages. How, what are the big factors implement that should be impacting how a plan is designed? Yeah, yeah, great, uh, great questions and lots to unpack there. We see about uh, numbers, about 80% of employers in Canada that offer some type of uh, employee benefits package. And uh, just to reinforce what you said about the benefits and the retirement plan, uh, be it a, a pension or a matching RRSP, from the employer's perspective, it's all one employee benefits package. And increasingly today, that is more than just traditional benefits and retirement plans. There's all sorts of other wellness offerings and things that can be tied into that. So while you also mentioned that the advisor has maybe a limited view of based on their experience and the industry or, or sector that they work in, the employer generally has an even more limited view of based on their experience. And you know, you can just simply go around and ask some of your friends, hey, does your company offer benefits? What does that look like? And you won't get much past the, the name of the provider. Uh, in terms of describing what the benefits package is. I mean, you know, maybe they've had a good experience working with some large employers. Uh, maybe they had an experience with them. No benefits at all working with very small employers. So, And oftentimes, you know, this, they're, 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 benef- they're, dis- they're the employee's perception of the, of the benefits plan is, 
how much is covered, not necessarily if they're paying for any of it themselves. And also like, I had this one thing that I wanted paid for. I didn't get what I thought it was going to be, right? Like, so it's amazing. It, to ask someone who's an employee, do you have a good plan or how good is your plan? It's really subjected to their personal experience at the end of the day. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, personal personal story. Uh, when I started in the industry, my dad uh, had spent most of his career working for a public uh, crown corporation with incredible, uh, robust benefits. And so he was, his sort of opinion was like, well, don't most employers have amazing benefits? Like, yes, crown what, what corporations we... tend to think that, but continue. <laughs> like, what would we be uh, benchmarking here? Right. And it's like, well, my experience coming out of university and having uh, part-time jobs and hourly jobs and, you know, working for some small companies and then starting my own business, it was like, well, I never even had benefits. So, okay, where's the, there's a great divide here. And as we've, we've learned, employers, and kind of coming back to your question, employers go through different stages where they don't need benefits, perhaps when they very first started, they can't afford benefits. And then they quickly start adding people and they get, enter a world where you know, benefits become table stakes. So they become that checkbox that you talked about. So you might have a small company with a few employees and they all know each other. They can literally sit around a table. So in terms of attracting and retaining each other, it's a direct conversation with the individuals. Maybe they start putting in a small healthcare spending account or flex spending account or something to address some of those needs. But it's really once employers start to become 10, 15 employees, and they start to lose some of that personal connection with some of the employees that they start to hire, that uh, all of a sudden the group plan idea forms. And certainly once you get into 20, 25 employees, uh, it starts to become more and more prevalent that when they're out there hiring, that question is being asked, do you have a benefits plan? And they have to at least satisfy that checkbox. Now we'd like to go way beyond that checkbox in terms of saying, do you have a benefit plan and how strong is it or how up to date is it or what does it actually include? But uh, the further you go up that scale into the hundreds of employees or the thousands of employees, the more robust and the more benefits is really just table stakes. You know, foundation is part of the, uh, the total compensation and the employee experience of that company. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what's involved in the benchmarking. Okay. So I am an employer. I come to you or recite and I, yeah. Okay. Let me see how I'm doing. What's involved. Yeah. So the first thing to look at is if you are one of those companies that does have coverage already is, is to take a look at the current coverage. You know, our system does have options for employers that have no coverage. They can get a sample plan and see what competitive benefits look like in their industry. So in terms of setting a budget and and looking at what would a first plan uh, potentially look like. Um, but oftentimes what we find is that you know, most employers have benefits already, but oftentimes they're quite a few years outdated. So you know the benefit plan was put in place when they were 15 or 20 or 25 employees, and now they're 75 or 80 or 100 employees, and no one's really taken a look at it. You know, It's kind of renewed each year. Like Maybe there's a couple of minor changes. Maybe they even switched carriers, but they didn't switch plan designs. So the starting point is really just getting that context of like, how does this plan stack up in the marketplace? And so, you know, our system will intake the benefits plan and break it down into hundreds of different variables that we can then compare uh, by industry, by region, by group size. And you know, that's a whole other tangent we can take in the conversation here is just selecting that comparison group and what is meaningful, right? Sometimes you hear an employer say, well, you know, we want the best plan at the best price, or we want a good plan at a good price. Let's okay. well, what does that mean, right? Like, What's a good plan for I you? I do want the world for nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you hear that too. You hear that too. Yeah. I want the best plan at the lowest price. It's like, well, join the queue. <laughs> what, in, what universe do you exist in that that is an option? I, I would love to know. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, we start by showing them that context of, of how they stack up. What are some common benefits that they include that other employers include and are they at a reasonable level? What are some common benefits that they don't include and how, uh, what percentage of employers offer that? And this is sometimes new insight, at least to the employer. Oftentimes the advisor does have the basis, you know, from experience and, and anecdotes to be able to say, you know, here are the gaps in the program. But the data really tells a compelling story and it gives the, the confidence to the advisor to provide a, a better recommendation, but ultimately gives the confidence to the employer to make a more informed decision on, on improving their, their coverage at the end of the day. So by showing them where they're outdated, where they're under benchmark, new opportunities in the marketplace that they haven't taken advantage of, gaps in the current program, that becomes the basis for deciding, do we need to improve the plan? What are some of the priorities to improve the plan? Excellent. All right. So yeah. you have that. What's the kind of output they can expect to receive from you? So you're talking about all this. What, how do you make, how do you, con, how do you just relay this in an effective way that doesn't overwhelm them? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great question. And it's one that you know, we, we asked ourselves certainly a few years in. When we first started, we were designing reports exclusively for advisors. And so, you know, that led us down a very detail-oriented, every little uh, overwhelm factor. Justify ourselves. Yeah, right? yeah. Sort of the, the kind of the old school consultants approach, right? Like let's have more information than necessitates the need for an expert, right? And so, you know, we have an intro report, it's two pages, the comprehensive benchmark report, that ballooned to 14 pages, 175 fields of benchmarking. And, you know, the idea is like, well, that's great for the advisor to dig through, but that's even that's certainly too much for the employer. It's it's arguably too much for the advisor. And so, through design and through ways of you know, color coding and, and rearranging the report, we try and call out what are the priorities. But ultimately, uh, what we developed is something called our bar score, and the bar score stands for benefits of action retention, and it's like a credit score but for benefits. And so, what it does is it actually summarizes all of the available benchmarking on both benefits and retirement, interim comprehensive, the up to 200 variables that I talked about, and it ranks in a single score how that benefit plan stacks up overall. So that is the first deliverable that we really focus on with, uh, with the advisor as well as the employer is just answer that basic question. How's my plan stack up? Are you, are you middle of the road? Are you in the bottom 50%? Are you in the top 10%? Where are you? And then that can lead into where do you need to be to be competitive? Right. And that answer, of course, differs you know, by employer as well. Excellent. All right. So let's talk about how it is you're actually able to do this. Like how much information have you compiled here to be able to benchmark this? Yeah. So Cloud Advisor has been in the marketplace uh, coming up eight years. And when we first developed the, the database, obviously, we had a very limited amount of data actually in it in order to perform a benchmark. So we were quite limited in early years. We licensed to a couple of uh, founding advisor partners, get a few hundred employer plans in there and be able to benchmark. At least here you are against 300 other employers, but we weren't able to drill down by comparison group that we can today. And it's really just through licensing the, the platform and working with more advisor partners, evaluating more groups that we've grown that. So we licensed uh, nationally across a, a large advisor network that got us to several thousand uh, groups. And uh, today the database sits at about 15,000 employee benefit plans. Now each plan may have multiple classes. So it's well over 40,000 benefit plans, if you think about it, in terms of the different classes and stuff that we can benchmark against. And that's just current client information because we also benchmark uh, prospective clients for advisors. We benchmark uh, older plans or proposed plans or other things that aren't included in the benchmarking database, but 
year to date, I think an estimate is that we've we've probably looked at 100,000 different uh, benefit plans in the last number of years. And that's the data that uh, ultimately you know, we filter down to the 15,000 current plans that we make available for benchmarking today. Excellent. Yeah. So plenty, plenty of data, enough to justify. The question becomes, or at least to rationally be able to do so. All right. So talk to me about basically the a company, basically any company who's got benefits or looking to get benefits, looking to improve before they go to it. Like what are the key considerations for how they should differ? I mean, I mentioned size and, and industry. Talk to me how, about how drastic those two factors can impact someone's ability, like someone's plan design. Yeah. So, I mean, there's kind of two, two ways you can sort of approach this. You, you can look at a company that doesn't have benefits, like how should they look at setting one up to start with, or you know, looking at their current coverage and, and how should they go about evaluating it. Um, and I kind of touched on the, uh, the comparison group capability. Now with 15,000 groups, we can look specifically at a particular industry, region, and group size. And so the bar score is a great, way, great place to start. It's a national ranking that shows them overall, gets all 15,000, has their plan stack up. Uh, but that might not be the most meaningful for a small employer in Alberta that only draws from Alberta. And it's like, well, it doesn't really matter what these large publicly traded companies in Ontario are doing or these unions in another province are doing. Uh, I don't compete against them for, for people. And I think that becomes a really good question to ask is, who are we competing against in the labor market? So what types of employers are we either hiring from or what types of employers are we losing talent to? And that might inform the comparison group because oftentimes we'll see some really basic comparisons like national or provincial or industry or region. And that's great because you get a really big sample size and you get a really good sense of where the starting point is. Sometimes advisors will want to go very detailed just to that particular industry region and group size. But that's not always the best comparison because when you talk to an employer, they may say, well, we actually, we hire against the, you know, the large employer across the street that's in town. So Forget about the other small mom and pop shops. We need to know how we stack up against this thousand life group, right? Or we need to know how we stack up. You know, we offer employer, remote work. Right? Like, yeah, like remote yeah, work. Yeah, that's remote work is a great one. With COVID, we've seen the geographical boundaries break down. And if you know, if you offer hybrid work, remote work, well, I'm not just drawing on labor from within driving distance of my office anymore. I could have uh, an employee in, in any province in the in the country or or even globally. So now it's like, well, now I do want to look at national uh, and I just want to look within industry. Other times, maybe I'm hiring for office staff or management or other roles that are cross-functional across industries and the industry is less important. So I think that's actually a great first starting point with the advisor and the employer is to ask like, how competitive is the current plan today, but who do they need to compete against? And, and where can they strengthen the plan such that they are giving the confidence to their current employees that, hey, we've benchmark our plan. We've got a great benefits plan. We've made sure that it's competitive within market. And that kind of dissuades employees from looking, checking if the grass is greener on the other side type, type mentality. And then equally when they're hiring, they can go beyond the checkbox and say, hey, we've got a very strong benefits plan. It's, it's benchmarked against these industries or all employers in this province. And this is how we stack up. So you know, we know that we're not just checking a box, that we've got something that's going to be very valuable to you. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's one of these things where the employer checks the box because they know they need it. And then it's not something that they're, you know, it's not a day-to-day -day issue for them and they forget about it. But this is one of those things where it's very easy to spend money in the wrong places if you're not careful. And, and also just to have something that's just not effective. But it's, it's one of the, but it, again, it's, it's just, it's ever more important the more you grow and the more competitive your landscape. So making sure that you take the time to get the right one is, is incredibly important. 
So before we, you know, kind of, yeah, so go back in it before we, so I want to talk a little bit more about the output, right? So you, we've talked about yeah. how you do this and all that. You've got this simplified, but let's talk about the client output a little bit more deeper and, and how you visualize the actual results. And I, because I'm, I'm looking at your report right now, I think you've done it very cleanly and very, very well. Talk to me about how you do that and how you do that a little bit differently, depending on the benefit, the benefit we're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of the uh, the bar square itself, you know, that's a starting metric. We do a national industry region and group size comparison, and it's done sort of like on a heat map where we're showing whether or not the plans are in red, you know, potentially in the bottom 50%, in the yellow, in the middle range, or, or one of the shades of green and being more competitive. When we dig into the actual benchmarking, we typically organize it by benefits included versus not included on our intro report. So I look at like, what is the current plan? What do we have today on the left-hand side versus what does the comparison group have on the right-hand side? And one of the things about our reports is we try and make them highly actionable. We just cut straight to the data, give you the numbers that you're looking for, show you the range and coverage that exists out there, and really guide you to, here's how your plan stacks up. So we'll do two types of benchmarks. We'll do one of the prevalence of a benefit. So you have life insurance and 95% of these employers have life insurance. You have long-term disability, and maybe only 70% of those employers have long-term disability. And then we'll break into the details about that coverage. And of course, you know, the devil's in the details. So you can start to look at what are the, the highest level factors that people care about? Like, what is the level of life insurance? Is it flat amount? Is it multiple of earnings? And already on life insurance, you know, we're probably talking in more detail than most employers look at, but our system automatically organizes all that information for them from the benefits plan booklet. So we intake all that complexity, we organize it into the report, and then we color code and we match them where their current coverage is to where they sit in the market. And we do it on a quartile ranking. So what that means is we'll show what the, the bottom 25th or the, the bottom 25% of the market offers, the middle 50th or the median, what the, the middle of the market offers, and then the top 75th and the, the top 25% of the market. And of course, there are outliers. You know, There'll be employers that have like the lowest level of coverage possible on the left-hand side. And there might be employers on the right-hand side that have the highest level of coverage. But the middle 50% range is what most people care about. They want to know, like, generally speaking, how do we sit in uh, on this mix? And so they'll get this pattern emerging on the page of some stuff is low on the left-hand side, some stuff is high on the right-hand side. And ultimately, that can guide them to, you know, here are the gaps in coverage um, that we can consider. And we'll produce as many versions of that report as the employer needs for the specific comparison group that they care about. So we can do that by industry region and group size. Again, you've always got that bar score to, uh, to summarize everything as well. Excellent. So you also, at the beginning of the show, talked about how you're a marketplace. Now, I know you specifically deal predominantly with agents. You're not an agency yourself. How do you bring the marketplace into the entire conversation in order to enable people to solve this problem or a problem, if, if it is a problem that, they're, that their package isn't what it should be? Yeah, well, I, I do think it's a problem. And, and what we've looked at is benchmarking and everything we've talked to so far. Benchmarking is like a problem identification machine. You know, you're going to find the gaps. You're going to find the areas that are under benchmark or outdated. So you're going to identify all these problems, things on the left-hand side, the things that are low. And uh, it's only half the equation uh, for the employer, right? Okay, great. You've told me about what all the problems are in my plan. You know, what are the solutions? And so the marketplace uh, really serves to 
find those solutions for employers. So what we have is we have the benchmarking, which identifies all these problems. And that's the marketplace of data, you know, the of marketplace of data about the industry, what other employers are doing, what the trends are, and, uh, and ultimately what the levels of coverage are out there. Then we've developed this solution marketplace. And the solution marketplace is uh, products and services from vendors across the benefits, retirement, HR, and wellness space. Uh, we've got about 500 solutions and growing in there. And what the system can do in the plan evaluation is match uh, eligible solutions directly uh, to that employer. So if they don't have uh, a program like uh, an employee assistance uh, plan, or they don't have virtual mental health services or critical illness or one of these uh, benefits, the system can search the solution marketplace and see, is it available with the current carrier as an add-on solution? Are there other standalone vendors that offer uh, this? And, uh, and ultimately, what is the rate and what would it cost? And so we'll connect them not just with the vendor and the vendor's information, but we'll actually perform an instant quote and an instant proposal so that the employer has everything they need to Oh, you've identified the problem, you've offered the solution, and we know what it costs. So the advisor and the employer right then in the meeting, especially for some of these you know, low-cost, high-value items, they can take a decision to add these to their, to their benefits package. And so the solution marketplace exists as another service on platform for our partners and our HR professionals to be able to search by any keyword you know, what's available in this broad marketplace of employee-employer group solutions. And then it also exists for our software to be able to pick and choose. And commonly, you know, advisors have their preferred solutions, maybe they have exclusive rates, and all of that can be customized on the particular evaluation that the employer gets. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So bottom line is, is that this is a nice little end-to-end solution for how advisors can basically raise the bar for the kind of information they're giving. I mean, the reality is most advisors want to do the right job, but we didn't have a tool set. So great work here. Yeah, thanks. I, I'll just uh, expand on that because one of the things that when I started as an advisor in the industry, you would almost hesitate to offer benchmarking. You knew it was valuable, but you also knew that it was it was manual and it was labor intensive to pull together different data sources and structure a report for the client. And maybe you could only achieve a small sample size when you did it. But if it's valuable to your client, you're going to do it. If it's valuable to a prospect and you might be able to help them and, and win their business, you're going to do it. And so this everything that we do in this industry exists to serve the employer and, and ultimately their people. And so by automating this, it's now become something that any advisor can freely offer to all of their clients all year round uh, at any point that any employer can access. And they don't have to go through a high-priced consultant and, and a long process. We recognize that business owners are busy and, and they've got businesses to run and insurance is only a small component of that that needs to be done efficiently and effectively and, and conveniently. And things like our bar score and automated benchmarking allow them to very quickly, like instantly in the first meeting, get a view of how their plan stacks up, how they can improve it, what it would cost to improve it, uh, and they can take a decision from there. So trying to make it as simple and easy for all employers now to get insight on what they uh, could and should be offering their people and ultimately enhance benefits that Canadians rely on in the marketplace. Excellent. So Matt, thank you so much for taking the time. Where can people find you? Yeah, so we're online. Our website is uh, cloudadvisors.ca. Employers can actually search the marketplace directly through benefits.cloudadvisors.ca and sign up for a, a free account there. We're also on all major social media platforms. We're very active on, on LinkedIn and Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram and other platforms. So encourage you to, uh, to connect with us. We've got a great marketing team putting out uh, all sorts of helpful information to the broader HR uh, audience, uh, but not just our benchmarking services, but 
Um, we host webinars and other things that on uh, emerging trends and topics that I think employers would find a lot of great value in as well. So excellent. that's where we are. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for taking the time. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. So that was my interview with Matt Lister, CEO of Cloud Advisors. If you enjoyed that podcast, as always, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever is your podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals, business owners, and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca. You can even ask Surrey, Alexa, or Google Home to subscribe for you.